Welcome to America's Heroes Group podcast with information and resources that's disseminated intentionally to empower our military population with host Vietnam veteran Cliff Kelly, co-host Iraq veteran Colonel Dr. Damon Arnold, and co-host Army National Guard veteran Sean Claiborne. And now, America's Heroes Group podcast. Afternoon. Welcome to America's Heroes Group on WVON 1690 AM, the talk of Chicago. I am Vietnam veteran host Cliff Kelly. America's Heroes Group is a live streaming podcast, global platform, radio, print, and digital media broadcast show that empowers change agents through intentionally disseminating information, resources, and referrals to empower our military population. And welcome to America's Heroes Group Roundtable with Clean Energy Infrastructure Partner Zodiac Solutions LLC. Today is Saturday, November the sixth, twenty twenty one, and Thursday. This Thursday coming up, we got four days in the wake up to Veterans Day, November the eleventh. November is also the Military Family Appreciations and Alzheimer's Disease Awareness Month. My name is Sean Claiborne. Our host is Cliff Kelly. Our executive producer is Glenda Smith, and our digital media producer is Ivan Ortega of Scouts Honor Productions. And today we have a great show. We have with us today Mr. Rob Howard, a partner and also a U.S. Navy veteran and president and CEO of Zodiac Solutions, LLC. How are you doing, gentlemen? We are doing great. Can you can you hear me? I can hear you just fine. Also, we great, have a, a, another panelist, Douglas Applegate Esquire, Iraq retired colonel of the U.S. Marines and also trial lawyer specializing in civil and criminal litigation here in the United States, Asia, the Middle East, and South America. And we have a very, 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 very uh, good thing to talk about today. We have something that's very wonderful that's going on, um, and that is some new changes as far as what we talk about. We say bad paper. We're going to explain what bad paper is in a minute and also talk about what the Navy is doing to redress some of the bad paper that's out there. We're talking about veterans who were receiving less than or other than honorable discharges. So, Mr. Howard, can you lead us off and give us some information as to what happened recently and what is the Navy doing to uh, to address some of the other than honorable discharges that Navy veterans have received? Well, well first of all, I, I wanted to first start by, I know people were saying, well, these are clean energy guys. Why do they care about the, the veteran papers? And as you know, a lot of things are going to change in the job market. And one of the things we wanted to make sure is that people with skills who, who served, they served us. It is our responsibility to ensure that we're doing everything we can to help them in the transition. And one of the things that we find as you're looking at employees that's blocking that is the bad paper. So I said, wait a minute. I want employees for this green energy economy, but we need to take care of our veterans in the process. And so that's why I brought um, Colonel Applegate on because – this whole situation, the more I was hearing about it, it just troubled me 
because it just didn't work as I thought it should work when it comes to taking care of folks. So I brought Colonel Applegate to talk about the fact that now we have an opportunity to fix some of the problems with the bad paper. Now, Colonel, tell us about bad paper. First, explain what that is for our civilian community. And then also we touched on the idea that when you have bad paper, that actually can prevent you from getting a good job when you get out of the military. So explain to us what bad paper is and what's what's changing now with the Navy. Well, it's going to change across the board. But right now the Navy's the first in, in the kill zone, so to speak. Because when you get discharged for the civilian audience, you're going to either get hopefully an honorable discharge, which gives you all the benefits um, as an American veteran. That includes buying a house with no money down, medical, everything that veterans get, including things, medical coverage, beyond what you might have suffered as an injury or a condition while you're on active duty. But it's a significant right. Now, if you don't get court-martialed, you should get an honorable discharge. But there's an administrative process. An administrative process plays games with your VA rights. That's the biggest impact. A court-martial gives you a criminal conviction that shows up on the public records. But the administrative separation, it gives you either a general discharge or an OTH and other than honorable discharge, that essentially takes away all of your VA rights. Hmm. And the only thing you can go back for treatment to the VA hospitals is if you have PTS. Some organizations call it PTSD. I don't. I don't think it's a disorder. It's post-traumatic stress. And I don't want to mark that with that handicap tag. Mm-hmm. But I've been around the I've been a Marine since 74. Okay. Um, that's, that's the title I really enjoy. I don't complain when somebody does me the honor of calling me a Colonel, but I'm not on active duty anymore. Nobody has to call me that. I'm just somebody that represents the little guy as an attorney. And the biggest thing that happened is from, let me get the date right, Basically, if you got bad paper, that's a general discharge, which sounds good, but it still takes away some of your veteran rights, or an OTH, and that happened after honor, after October 7, 2001, you get a do-over, okay? You get a do-over with some special consideration if PTS or injuries related to PTS mitigate the basis for your OTH or bad administrative discharge. Back in 2014, Chuck Hagel, who was a Vietnam vet and was an enlisted uh, individual, I think he was got out as a sergeant in, um, in the infantry, but he was set deaf under President Obama, and he issued a memo in 2014 that stated this was already litigated once about three years ago, 
But he issued a memo in 2014 that people with PTS should get special consideration of their administrative discharge if that affected the basis for an OTH or, or a general. Now, just to throw in a little bit more um, kindling on the fire, back in my day when I was first first an infantry officer and then I was a JAG and I was representing people, um, most of the time I was on the defense because I just didn't have personality to represent the government. So I was on the defense representing sailors and Marines who got in trouble. Okay. I enjoyed that far more, and it always got jerked around more. So it used to be that you would get a hearing for an administrative district. Now, about over the last 23, 24 years, you've got to be in active, on active duty eight years, either six or eight years, depending on, your, on the period, to get an administrative hearing. It just happens now if the command wants to do that to you. Now, you can appeal to the Navy Discharge Review Board, and the Army's got their same Discharge Review Board, as does all of the services. But you still don't get a panel of three three or five officers. That You can really have a lot of officers... Can, you can convince them to do the right thing and say, no, this individual deserves an honorable district. There might have been a mistake. He didn't have enough money to court, enough evidence, that's a slip of the tongue, enough money, to, to send him to a court martial. So now you're just trying to take the easy way out, which for years, I remember if somebody was going to, a commanding officer was going to ask for an administrative discharge. They had, they had to have multiple counseling entries, um, NJPs, one, two, or three, depending on the time period, before higher headquarters would even consider administrative discharge. So you really had, it was more than just one mistake up through really right around 2000. Then the war on, global war on terror started and we needed bodies. And then when they came home, if they were suffering from the effects of PTS, they were shuffled out the back door quicker than I'd ever seen. Wow. But, but counsel, this is the thing that, that gets me. So we're talking about, so people have some perspective. We're talking about, there was a report uh, that mentioned from the Army side, and you mentioned that this is actually the, you're saying that the target zone or the kill zone right now is the U.S. Navy. Um, some of the things I read, this actually began in the United States Army. And so you're saying the Navy's moving ahead further, but you're talking about just in the United States Army, there's 50 to 100,000 people that could be affected by this. And you have people, yeah. men and women, who may have suffered military sexual trauma and had a less than or other than honorable discharge, or someone who had something that happened to them uh, related to their, 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 uh, their post-traumatic stress that is actually exacerbated by an acting out. The person who brought the lawsuit uh, was this Mr. Uh, you might remember his name after here. Manker. Yes. Tyson Manker. Tyson Manker, yes. So Tyson uh, Manker, who brought the lawsuit, he served between 1999 and 2003, was decorated. However, he got uh, other than honorable discharge because he was self-medicating with marijuana. Right. So, so 
how so is this is this is this do you see this process of being able to get some of these uh discharges upgraded is this going to be an easier is still an uphill battle for someone who's thinking about doing this well this is the first case that's gotten this far what they actually did was manker was the um the named plaintiff in the class action and has created a class for people that were in the Navy or the Marine Corps because the defendant was the Secretary of the Navy. And this has bounced around for quite some time. And it just so happens that Mankers is the first case that's gotten to this settlement and the class has been approved. It's called you certify the class. And then there's a process in the settlement that the Navy, they had some very good lawyers working for them. It was back in Connecticut. And the Navy agreed that this is what we're going to do. You can reapply if you've asked for a, re, uh, a review of your case and discharge, character of your discharge from the Navy Discharge Review Board. And then if it, was been, it had been denied starting in October 7, 2000, it's going, it, part of these are going to be automatically reviewed. And then there's another date that you're going to get a, a, a notice if you want to have it reviewed. And the, the, the filing with the court indicates there's thousands. And as you referenced, it would not surprise me if you start talking about um, Army administrative discharge. It, they're in the same boat, and they're, they're going to be, there's going to be a greater number. So there's, there's a process that I don't want to confuse anyone. But to say this, because there's different time periods, everybody can get a second look if you've got a general discharge or a OTH, other than honorable discharge, and you had PTS. That's all you need in order to get a second look. Now, a certain number of them are going to be automatically looked at. You'll get notice of it. And you could, if you want to, resubmit your package. There's no question you need to get a hold of a lawyer if you fall in that group and resubmit the package because they're also going to do um, remote hearings before you had to travel to Washington where the Navy and the Army and the Air Force boards are. So that's something that you don't want to get sucked into. Hey, we're going to go ahead and look at this ourselves because that was supposed to happen since 2014, and the Navy had to, they didn't admit, they haven't been given it special consideration if you had PTS and received one of these discharges. But they still had this settlement, which means they didn't want to go through the risk. The numbers didn't change after SecDef Hagel's memo that said, takes give them special consideration. The numbers remain the same. Actually, the numbers have been going up, particularly when, when you don't have the admin discharge boards anymore, unless you've been in essentially over six years, which means if you're in your first term and your command puts you up for an administrative discharge and an OTH, that's what you've been getting. So how does a veteran not fall through the cracks or slip through the cracks of getting their discharge overturned or upgraded? What's the first step they should be taking right now? Well, the first thing that's going to happen is, and the courts going back in Connecticut, 
is going to review that. And I, I imagine that the attorneys that are representing the class now and the Navy are going to agree on how the notice is going to go out. So it's going to be electronic with the last known email. It's going to be the last known address, but they're not going to be in the VA system because they got it. OTH. Right. Some of them will be if they went to the VA and they could still qualify for treatment of their PTS conditions. But what is going to happen is they're talking about um, written notification by mail, email. Of course, once again, that database goes back to 2001, and they may or may not be good. They're also going to put up ads on social media. I'm not a big fan of Facebook, but at least they're useful to get a few things out. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, So what I would do, and I'm going to start doing on any of the social media that remains, although I'm trying to wean myself away from any Facebook misinformation, but I'm going to try to get the word out, and I'm going to tell everybody, if you got a bad discharge after 2001 and you think you have PTS, because it could could be undiagnosed up to the present date, but if you think you have PTS and you got a bad discharge since 2001, you should get to somebody who's specializing in discharge review boards. I've done them for years. You can contact me. I'm in California, but I got an 888 number that I'm not going to give out unless you tell me to. Go ahead and give it um, out. But you, you, it's my number for my office is 888-583-2266. That's more, Doug Apple. All right, one more time because people sometimes write slow. So, right. 888-883-2266. Six six. That's twenty two sixty six. I appreciate that. So that's. I think it's really important that this information gets out to the military community because, like you said, if you have other than a honorable discharge, you're not in the VA system necessarily. So you may not get the call. I remember when I was when Afghanistan kicked off. I got a phone call two months after the fact saying you were a you were AWOL. I'm like, wait a minute, I did, got discharged six months. <laughs> what am I, am I AWOL for? For sure, I'm going for being deployed. <laughs> so, so I mean, so you know, so that I mean, so you have to reach out. You have to kind of stay up. And oftentimes, when we're discharged. We don't think about staying up with, you know, we think that that's being the past. But as we mentioned earlier, it's so important to get that you get your, uh, your the best possible discharge. If you can get an honorable discharge, so important because that affects your health benefits, education benefits, the VA loan job opportunities, all these types of things can follow you around for the rest of your life if you have anything other than an honorable discharge. And I'm, and I'm sure everybody, Rob, you, me, we understand that for generations, this has been the way you get to go to college. This has been the way you bought a house. This has been the way that you got a good job and rose up through the ranks and, and, and increased the generational wealth that you pass on to your children. And when you just make one mistake now, and you, ha- and you have a bad relationship with your commanding officer, you could just be gone. Mm-hmm. And so it, it's very important because of its special consideration. 
And you need to be able to document the whole case. You need to be able to set up a Zoom. They're also going to have an online um, database that once you can go in and check your dis, dis, your discharge and, and the status of your case. So, I appreciate your time, Mr. Applegate. You were very helpful and also giving us some great information. And Mr. Howard, thanks again for bringing us some great information and also making some valid points. This is America's Heroes Group. Right before thing, I'm sorry, right before Veterans Day, four days in the wake up to, to Veterans Day. We'll be right back. Thank you for listening to America's Heroes Group podcast. Don't forget to subscribe so you won't miss an episode. And for more details, visit americashg.org.